Section 4 of National Geographic Magazine, Volume 1, Number 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Trip to Panama and Darien by Richard U. Good Part One The Government of the United States of Columbia, in its act of concession to the Panama Canal Company, provided that it should give to the latter quote, gratuitement et avec tous les mines qu'ils pourront contenir unquote, five hundred thousand hectares of land some of the conditions attached to the grant were that the land should be selected within certain limits and surveyed by the canal company that a topographical map should be made of the areas surveyed and that an amount equal to that surveyed for the canal should also be surveyed for the benefit of the Colombian government. It was also further agreed that it would not be necessary to complete the canal before any of the land should be granted, but that it would be given at different times in amounts proportional to the amount of work accomplished. Thus, in 1887, the government agreed to consider that one half of the work on the canal had been finished and that the canal was consequently entitled to 250,000 hectares of land upon the completion of the necessary surveys, etc. The land was eventually chosen partly in Darien and partly in Cherokee, as follows. In Darien, three lots, one between the Paya and Mango rivers, one between the Maria and the Pyrai rivers, and two amounting to a 100,000 hectares, and one lot of 25,000 hectares between the Yappy and Pucro rivers. In Chiriqui, which is in a province of Panama, just east of Costa Rica, two lots were chosen amounting to 125,000 hectares, one between the Sixola and Robalo rivers and the other between the Catabella and the San Pedro rivers. The canal company wanted the title to the land in order that it might be used as collateral security in bolstering up the finances of the corporation, and the Colombian government was doubtless very willing to let the canal company have this amount or as much more as was wanted, both parties being equally aware of the valueless character of the land for any practical purposes. My services were engaged in 1888 in connection with the 
astronomical work incident to the survey of these grants and it was intended that i should visit both darien and chiriqui but the contract term expired about the time of the completion of the work in darien which was taken up first and it was deemed prudent for various reasons the chief of them being the unhealthiness of the locality at that season of the year about the middle of april not to remain longer on the isthmus if it had been possible to work as expeditiously as in this country there would have been ample time to have completed the necessary astronomical work for both surveys and without understanding men and methods peculiar to a tropical country i started out with this expectation but soon found out that any efforts looking towards expediting any particular matter were not only useless but were detrimentally reactive upon the person putting forward such efforts thus it was nearly the first of march before i reached darien having sailed from new york a month previously passage was had from panama to darien in a steamer chartered for the purpose sailing across the bay of panama and entering the tura river at boco chica we ascended the river as far as the village rio de st marie at this point the steamer was abandoned and further transportation was had in canoes darien is a province of the state of panama and its boundaries as given by lieutenant sullivan in his comprehensive work on problem of interoceanic communication are as follows the atlantic coastline is included between point st Blair and cape tuberon that of the pacific extends from the mouth of the barona to point ardita the eastern boundary is determined by the main cordillera in its sweep across the isthmus from a position of close proximity to the pacific near point ardita to a similar position near chiburon on the atlantic the valleys of the mandinga and mamoni bayona determine its western limit the darien hills as seen from the atlantic side present to the view an apparent solid ridge of mountains although there are in reality many low passes which are concealed by projecting spurs the dividing ridge hugs close to the atlantic and the rivers of which there are a great many on this side plunge abruptly to the sea on the pacific side the rivers have a much longer distance to flow before reaching the sea and the territory bordering on the ocean is low and swampy the tidal limit of the chura river is nearly fifty miles from its mouth and on this river and many of its tributaries one can travel many miles inland 
be foreground sufficiently solid to land upon can be found the vegetation within this low-lying area is thick and closely matted together and this fact taken in connection with the swampy character of the ground makes travel on foot through any portion of it exceedingly difficult therefore the various rivers which form a very complex system and penetrate everywhere are the natural highways of the country the chief rivers on the pacific side are the tura and bayona with their numerous tributaries and on the atlantic watershed is the atrato a peculiarity noticed at rio de st marie is at the junction of the Purhai and the tura rivers and at which point the tide has a rise and fall of twelve or fifteen feet was that at low tide it was impossible to enter the mouth of the Purhai with a boat while five or six miles up the stream there was always a good supply of flowing water and at double that distance it became a mountain torrent outside of the swampy area the character of the country is rough and mountainous the valleys are narrow and the ridges are exceedingly sharp the natural result of a great rainfall the hills are able to resist the continued wasting effect of the vast volumes of descending water only by their thick mantle of accumulated vegetation and were it not for this protection the many months of continuous annual rain would long ago have produced a leveling effect that would have made unnecessary the various attempts of man to pierce the Smithian mountains and form an artificial strait. The ridges are sometimes level for a short distance, but are generally broken and are made up of a succession of well-rounded peaks these peaks are always completely covered with trees and from the top of the sharpest of them it is impossible to get a view of the surrounding country the highest point climbed was about two thousand feet above sea level and the highest peak in darien is mount Purhai, which is between three and four thousand darien has been the scene of a great deal of surveying and exploration from the time that columbus in fifteen o three coasted along its shores hoping to find a strait connecting the two oceans up to the present time balboa in fifteen ten discovered the pacific by crossing the darien mountains from caledonia bay this discovery taken in connection with the broad indentations of the land noted by columbus led the old world to believe in the existence of a strait and the entire coast on each side of the new world was diligently searched the cabots ponce de leon and cortez interested themselves in this search and it was not until about fifteen thirty two that all expectations of finding the strait were abandoned the idea of a direct natural communication between the oceans 
being thus dispelled the question of an artificial junction arose and in fifteen fifty one a spanish historian recommended to philip the second of spain the desirability of an attempt to join the oceans by identically the same routes to which the attention of the whole civilized portion of the world is now being drawn that is to hotepec nicaragua and panama from this time up to the commencement of the work of the ismithian expeditions sent out by the united states and which lasted from eighteen seventy to eighteen seventy five but little geographical knowledge relative to darien was obtained the united states expeditions undoubtedly did a great amount of valuable exploration and surveying and while the names of strain tuxton selfridge and low will always be held in high esteem for what they accomplished in this direction still it is to be regretted that with all the resources at their command they did not make a complete map of the country and just here i want to bring forward the suggestion that all that has been accomplished and more could have been accomplished if the various explorers had known or practically utilized a fact that my own experience and that of other topographers in this country and darien has impressed upon me and that is that it is easier in a rough and mountainous country to travel on the ridge than in the valley in darien they were looking for a low pass in the cordillera and this was what should have first been sought directly having found the low passes the valleys of the streams draining therefrom could have then been examined and thus all necessary information could have been obtained and the subject exhausted the plan followed by the ismithian expeditions was to ascend the stream with the hope of finding a suitable pass the pass might be found or it might not and if not so much labor as far as the direct solution of the problem was concerned was lost a pass of low altitude was of primary importance and should have been sought for in an exhaustive way humboldt said in substance do not waste your time running experimental lines across send out a party fully equipped which keeping down the dividing ridge the whole length of the isthmus by this means can obtain complete knowledge of the hypsometrical and geological conditions of the dam that obstructs the travel and commerce of the world but strange to say this plan suggested by such an eminent authority as humboldt and so strongly recommended by common sense has never been followed 
And today, after all the money that has been spent, and the lives lost in explorations in Darien, there is not sufficient data collected to prove conclusively that there does not now exist some route for an interoceanic canal that possesses merits superior to any at present known. It is true the dividing ridge would be difficult to follow on account of the great number of confusing spurs, but I think I am safe in saying that starting from the summit of the main ridge at Colibra Pass on the Isthmus of Panama, the dividing ridge extending to the pass at the headwaters of the Atrato could be exhaustively followed and studied with as much facility as could either the Tura or Trata rivers embracing with each their respective tributaries. I traveled on some of the high dividing ridges in Darien and did not find the progress was at all difficult and especially noted the fact of the absence of tangled undergrowth and matted vines which is so characteristic of the Darien forest generally. Now a few words about the inhabitants of Panama and Darien, and in referring to these I mean the native inhabitants and not the indiscriminate gathering of all nationalities that were attracted by the Panama Canal. In Central and South America, as in North America, the aboriginal inhabitant was the Indian. When the Spaniards first attempted to colonize Darien, they were met and resisted by the native Indian, just as our forefathers were in Virginia and Massachusetts, and as with us so in Panama and Darien, the Indians have been driven back by degrees from the shores of both oceans until now they are found only in the far interior. They resemble our Indians in appearance, but are smaller. They are averse to manual labor and live almost entirely by hunting and fishing, although they sometimes have small plantations of plantains, bananas, oranges, and lemons. The Spaniards, in settling in the new country, brought very few women with them, and the Colombian of today is the result of the admixture of Indian and Spanish blood, and has many of the characteristics of each race. In addition to the Indian and Colombian, there are, in Panama and Darien, a comparatively large number of Negroes, who were originally imported as slaves by the early Spaniards, and who now constitute by far the larger portion of the inhabitants of Darien, being found usually in villages along the valleys of the larger streams. In contrast to the Colombian and Indian, they are large in stature and make excellent laborers. The principal villages in Darien, as Yovisa, Pinagana, and Real St. Marie are inhabited exclusively by the Negroes, with the exception of a Spanish judge in each, who exercises great authority. Besides being a judge in civil and criminal cases, 
He practically controls everything in his particular village, as all contracts for labor are negotiated with him, and settlement for services made through him. End of section four, part one. Recording by Susan Morin, Portland, Maine.